This is the best, 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 best practices in education and Odyssey School podcast. Let's fly away in a cloud. This podcast aims to offer professional resources, practical tools, and inspiring conversations to teachers and parents in their quest for excellent education. And the trees are rainbow, and you'll see the corn every now and then because that's not weird at all. Welcome to Best Practices, an Odyssey School podcast. My name is Corey Adams, and today I'll be your host. We are joined in the studio with high school math teacher Grant Yost. Grant attended college at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga on the Tennessee River, where he graduated from the Honors College with a BS in Applied Mathematics and a focus on STEM education. Grant, welcome to the show. Hi, Corey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited because today we are not talking about math. We are talking about the learning environment. So let's start with you telling me why that is so important. Yeah, so when you think about a lot of the ways in which we measure um, achievement and measure the, the impacts that teachers can have in the classroom, a lot of times that stuff is focused on content, but also a lot of the times it's not focused on content. Um, it's talking about stuff like classroom management, using strategies to help your students learn, and really the other stuff that goes into um, the student experience. So the environment is what kind of creates um, the opportunities for that other stuff to take place and for you to have the impact as a teacher um, outside of the content. So what does the ideal learning environment look like? So for me, when I think of an ideal learning environment, I think of something pretty far away from the traditional American classroom with bright lights and rows Mm -hmm. of desks and things like that. Um, I want it to feel comfortable. So that looks like, you know, maybe some Christmas lights, some lamps instead of the bright lights in the ceiling, um, posters on the wall, some music playing, If you have, depending on the the students, and if you're able to do this, maybe a candle or oil diffuser, and just a seating arrangement that feels more like you're doing something together, almost like a family, um, rather than just learning information that without thinking about it, without any collaboration. So I am imagining that you are describing the way your classroom looks. Is that true? Yes, I am. And what is the seating arrangement that you chose in your own classroom? So I use kind of a U-shaped seating arrangement where the front of the classroom and the board um, is kind of at the open end of the U, and then everybody else is at tables kind of going around the classroom facing inward so they can look at each other, and then I'll sit at the front, and we can all um, see each other and interact and um make contact with each other. So when we're talking about shifting the way the learning environment looks, I'm curious how, in your experience, does that affect the teaching that happens in the room? So it makes teaching a lot easier in many ways, which is what we want, you know? 
Um, because when students feel comfortable, when they like the environment, when they feel relaxed, it lowers the stress level of everybody in the room. It makes students more comfortable asking questions. It makes you feel um, more comfortable ask, answering those questions, excuse me, because they're not like asked with a lot of stress and tension involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes it more fun and feel better for me because I like to have the music playing and like to feel comfortable in my own space. And a lot of it actually helps with the classroom management side of things also where students just, when they're comfortable, they'll find fewer things to get distracted by. You know, they will Mm -hmm. be more engaged in the learning, in the collaboration because there are fewer distractions around the room. So you named lighting and music and the arrangement of the tables and maybe even making the room smell lovely or creating an atmosphere. And I'm curious for our listeners if there are a couple of those that you would choose as being most important. I know for some folks it's hard to just change the total lighting in your room. So where is a good place for our listeners to start? Music and lighting, I think, make the biggest difference. Um, If you're able to change seating arrangement, that's great. But really, the things that are fairly easy to implement in a classroom are you can get a few lamps, some Christmas lights maybe, Mm -hmm. to turn the fluorescent lights down um, and just play some some calm music in the background. And that kind of depends on your students and kind of depends on your own personal taste, but something that will... Um, create a little a little ambiance for the room as people are learning. <laughs> sure. I am hearing the unspoken question that I think you get from teachers about music, which is, and you're a math teacher, so for your subject matter, your kids have to be on point. Mm-hmm. They have to be really focused. So what about that teacher who's like, wait, if I play music in my classroom, my students will not be focused. Can you speak to that? Sure. And we could create a whole other podcast about this. Um, (laughs) The music that I play depends on a number of things. It depends on what's going on in the classroom at any given moment. It depends on the preferences of the students in the classroom. Um, And it kind of depends on the day. Um, I found that most classes prefer music that is Mm -hmm. non-lyrical. I assume that this is even more important in a non-math-based classroom, but non-lyrical music is good. And when I'm having the students work on, you know, if they're working on something individually or even as a group, I'll have the music fairly loud so where it's, it's very present and it's kind of filling some space. And they know that when it turns down, I never really turn it off, but when it gets really quiet, then it's time to kind of refocus and be like, oh, the music's getting quiet. It's time for us to shift back into, um, you know, the lesson or, or to, to give our attention to Grant at the front. Um, but I've done research and and I have polled many of my classes for student preference. And they have all said that if the music is the right music and the volume is um, navigated appropriately, it helps them a lot. And you said you've done research, so is that backed up by research? That is backed up by research. I don't have the actual um, sources on hand, but yes. That's great. That's great to hear. Maybe we can link it in the liner notes to the show. So another question that really comes up for me is COVID. 
So how does COVID impact um, when you're doing planning around this, around creating the environment? So it, it depends. If you're all virtual, everybody's in their own environment. So it becomes a challenge of what can I do on Zoom or wherever I am to kind of remind them that this is a learning environment Mm -hmm. because they are probably already at home comfortable in their bedroom or at their kitchen table, wherever they are. Um, So some of the things I think about with that are just like uh, if you have a snack with you, if you have music playing in your own headphones quietly while we're taking class um, or or what have you in person, as we shift classrooms, I've been teaching classes from classrooms that are not my own classroom this year. So I have brought some lamps into other classrooms to adjust lighting. I always have my mobile speaker on hand that I bring to every classroom so I can have the music going. Mm-hmm. And I do what I can to um, incorporate as many of these environmental factors as I can to, to make everybody feel comfortable. Great. Can you tell me the top reasons why teachers should be considering making changes to this? Sure. Um, So here, a few of the things that come to my mind are, first, with the comfortability of questioning. Um, The honest feedback that you can get from the students, the honest feedback that you can give them when people are not feeling tense and stressed in a classroom Mm -hmm. will be more meaningful and more impactful. The second thing is um, focused around relationships. The students get to know me better when they know the vibe, as they would say, that I like (laughs) to to have in my classroom. It makes me feel comfortable sharing my own style of humor. I don't feel like I have to put on a show or anything. I can just be me, and they get that in both my presence and in the room. Um, It helps them feel supported and like they can support each other Um, with the seating arrangements, with just the atmosphere of, of keeping it positive and keeping it relaxed, it helps the students to feel like they can work together and don't have to, to be as concerned about scrutiny or um, the challenge that that may come with, um, with their peers. And finally, as a math teacher, I have to talk about this. A lot of students have a lot of stress around math. Mm-hmm. And... The longer that I have a student in my class, whether it's you know one class, one semester, one year, two years, um, the more they will begin to that that comfortability in the classroom will begin to seep into their thoughts about mathematics as well. So they won't feel ah. quite as stressed around the math, the learning. They will start to feel more comfortable with the challenge that comes with the subject as well. That's a wonderful point. I want to actually just scoot back and say when you are talking about asking your students about their experience, do you do that in an informal way or do you survey them or kind of where does that start? Where would that start for someone who doesn't already consider what is the learning environment that I'm creating? So I all the time in every way I talk to my students informally about it. I do I would say every month at least check in with them about how the class is feeling for them and their personal experience with that. Um, and 
I think just as much feedback as I can get, you know, even if it's mm-hmm. the end of class, it's like, hey, how did that feel? Or, you know, in the middle of class, I'm like, I'm going to play this playlist instead for, for our music today. Do you, are you guys cool with that? Or would you prefer something else? Does anybody have recommendations? Whether I can take them or not, it kind of depends. But um, little things everywhere. Sure. And I'm wondering, I, I also think sometimes we imagine the impact that student students feeling comfort can have in the classroom. And I'm wondering if you notice in regard to the academic rigor that you expect from your students that how thinking about these things impacts that. Yes. They know that I push them hard, but they're, they become okay with it because Mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, you know, this is a hard class, but I know I'm supported in it. And I know that like, if I make a mistake, if I can't do something that that's going to be okay. I love that. And I love hearing that from a math teacher because I think that's so valuable, especially for high school students, because there definitely are a certain kind of student who comes through and is really nervous about math and how it's going to play out for them. So maybe we can close with you just giving a few tips for teachers who are considering getting started. So my first tip would be to take some time and think about where you are the most comfortable and productive in your own life. Um, Some people that means going to a coffee shop and doing work. Some people that means sitting in their office at home that they have tailored to feel comfortable and and also produce work in there. Um, So think about that and think about how you can bring aspects of that into your classroom to make it feel like the place where you want to be doing work and where the students will want to be doing work. That is great advice. It actually makes me want to go back and look at all of the spaces that I work in and consider it from this perspective. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It was great. And one last thing, we love to close the show by getting a little snippet from the classroom. So if you have a joke or a moment with a student that you'd like to share, we would love to hear it. Yeah, this um, one thing that comes to my mind was just a few weeks ago. Um, at the end of class, we were wrapping up. We had, you know, it was a good class. We'd done a lot of work. And one student just closed the entire class with math pog. <laughs> <laughs> This has been Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina at Odyssey School, engineered by our music director, River Gargarian, and the original theme music was created by the Misfits of Cragberry, an Odyssey student band. Let's fly away in a cloud.